Hey, good morning, everybody. Worship relations, man, a powerful moment. Repositioning worship with Bishop Robert Lyons on last week. We talked about the relationship of struggle. Wrestle with me where God wrestles with Jacob. He reveals to Jacob who he is. and He changes his walk, changes his name, blesses him. On today, we want to talk about part three in our worship relations series. We want to talk about the relationship of peace the storms of life. Many of you can identify that you've been in some storms before. How does God use those storms to build a worship relationship between you and I? I really want you and I to understand that God is really bringing us and centering our lives around that intimate, engaged conversation that God and you and I have on a daily basis. I want you to join me today. I want you to take some time and and join us in our communion moment uh, on this evening at 6 p.m. I want you to take some time and just prepare you and your families to be with us as we prepare to do our live virtual communion service on this evening at 6 p.m. I want you to take some time and be there with us. We're going to go Facebook Live. We're just going to do it real organic, and we'll be there with you. But here it is. Let's take some time and learn to understand the worship relationship of peace, the storms of life. I love you. Let's get right to the Word. Come on, let's go right into prayer this morning. I'm excited about what God is doing in and through your life. We create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. And then I just want to say congratulations. Everybody give a huge, a huge rounding virtual ovation to our founding father. Man, he retired on last week. So, Pops, we love you. Rev, we appreciate you. May the blessing of the Lord rest in your life. 31 years at one job. That's just one. Hallelujah. I believe he's been working since he was about 14, 15 years old and decided that it was time for him. I believe that he'll really be able to enjoy this lesson on the day. I want to let you know that your church is going to take care of you. Your family's going to take care of you. Uh, let's pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The book of Matthew, chapter number 8, verse 27. Verse 27. I want you to go there in the book of Matthew, chapter number 8, verse 27. The men were amazed and said, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? These were the disciples talking, and they said, The men were amazed and said, What kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? As I looked at this text, I began to say, why would they ask this question, what kind of man is this, when they had already been with him, or or, or maybe I'm probably getting ahead of myself, Um, not understanding that he was Jesus, had had done some miracles. Um, But they were questioning, what kind of man 
is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him. The relationship of peace, worship relations, part number two, the storms of life. The storms of life come in many shapes and sizes that seem to throw us off course at certain moments in our lives. Although God has brought us through them all, we can never deny those real life moments where it took the voice of peace to calm the raging winds and seas that come to overthrow the ship. I want you to hear this quote by Brian McGill. He says, the storm is out there and everyone must eventually face the storm. When the storm comes, pray that it will shake you to your roots and break you wide open. Being broken open by the storm is your only hope. When you are broken open, you get to discover for the first time what is on the inside of you. Some people never get to see what's in the inside of them, what beauty, what strength, what truth and love. They were never broken open by the storm. He says, so don't run from your pain, run into your pain. Let life's storm shatter you. Don't run from your pain, run into your pain. Let life's storm shatter you. That's a very convincing quote. To hear somebody say, allow the storm to shatter you. Allow the storms of life to mold and to shape you. Allow those storms that you're going through in your life today to cause you to be broken wide open so that you can begin to see how strong you are. So that you can begin to see the virtue that is on the inside of you to withstand those times where it feels like you're going to break in half. Allow the storm to break you so that you can see the God type of strength, so that you can see how mature you have grown in different phases of your life. I want to talk today about the storms of life. They were on a boat. It says that the disciples followed Jesus onto this boat. They, they followed Jesus onto this boat. Jesus gets on the boat. He goes to sleep. And during some portion of the ride, the winds begin to blow. The water begins to rise. The boat begins to shake. And in that moment, the storms begin to rage in their life. They begin to panic, become frustrated, fearful, just like you and I. Seeing the water come up over the boat and begin to flood the boat, what are we going to do? They go down and they wake Jesus up and, and Jesus said, you men of faith, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? What causes you and I to be afraid of the storms of life that come? This is why I believe uh, Bryant McGill says, uh, uh, embrace the storms. Don't, don't turn away from your storm. Allow the storm that, you in, that you're in today, allow it to shatter you. 
Allow it to destroy some things. Uh, allow it to push some things out of you. Uh, allow it to build some character, to build some strength, to, to build some, some, some maturity and, and develop some things in you that you never knew were on the inside of you. The storms of life teaches us how to trust when there seems to be no way out but to abandon ship. How many of you have been in a point in your life where you felt like it was time to abandon ship because the, the, the storm brought you to a place where it seemed like this was the only thing that I can do, jump off the boat? In the middle of a storm, you jump off the boat. Come on now, think about it. And Jesus is on the boat with you. Come on now, you're, you're not alone. You're not by yourself. You didn't get on a boat with somebody who you did not know. You, you're, you're not on a boat with somebody who, who's, who's not secure with you. You're, you're not on the boat with strangers. Jesus is on the boat with you. The storms of life teach us how to trust when there seems to be no way out but to abandon ship. Come on now, think about the quote. Allow, allow the storm to shatter you. Allow that storm to bring you to a place where you don't abandon ship. You simply put your foot down and say, Lord, I'm going to ride this storm out. Lord, I believe that, that, that you're with me. I know that you're with me because I followed you on the boat. And because I followed you on the boat, that means that you must have known that there was going to be a storm. And I will be on the boat when the storm arises in my life. The storms of life creates in us an attitude of survivorship, Gwen. Uh, if, if I just hold on to God's unchanging hand, hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand, you ought to hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand, build your hopes on things eternal, hold to God's unchanging hand. That was for all of the mothers. Mother Janice, I pray that you were able to enjoy that moment. Hallelujah. But sometimes uh, the storms of life create an attitude of survivorship. You got to learn how to survive when the waves and the toils and, and the disparity of life is raging in your life so much that the only thing that you can do is hold on to his hand. Uh, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Come on now. The storms of life, they come to teach us how to trust when there seems to be no way out but to abandon ship. They create in us an attitude of survivorship that causes us and draws us to hold onto God's unchanging hand. The, the storms of life reveals how strong our faith is. God knows how much I can bear. As, as First Lady Cheryl Warren used to sing that song years, he knows just how much I can bear. God, God knows how much you can bear. And guess what? He, he puts it all on you in moments in your life because he knows that you and I can bear it if we learn how to hold to his hand, if we, if we understand that we don't have to abandon ship because he's on the ship with us. But how many of us have jumped off of us, have jumped out of a storm that we followed God into? How many of us have, have jumped off of a ship that God was with us on? 
How many of us have, have given in and we've not survived because we didn't have the, the, sustain, the, the, the sustainability of faith to allow us to remain strong? The storms of life, they teach us, they create, and they reveal what's on the inside of us. But then the storms of life are used in different ways. How does God use these storms? Come on now, let's, let's look at this. Come on now. The, the storms of life, uh, they teach you and I how to remain in place. The storms of life create in us an attitude of survivorship. Uh, the storms of life reveal to us how strong we are in our faith. Come on now. The just shall live by faith. Come on now. I'm living by the faith. I, I, I can't see my way out, but I know that God is with me. But then how does God use storms? Come on now. Can, can somebody say, take your time, Pastor G. Uh, how does God use storms in our life to, to create a worship relationship? Uh, that worship relationship is created in, in you and I understanding that God gives us the ability to survive. He gives us the ability to be strong in our faith. He gives us the ability to remain planted in his will. God uses storms, number one, to chase away our fears of being overtaken by the forces of life. The water is getting in the boat. Come on now. God uses storms to chase away our fears of being overtaken by the forces of life. Those things that seem to be difficult, those things, those things in life that seem to just be overwhelming us to the point that I'm about to lose my mind. The water is taking over the boat and Jesus is asleep. He's supposed to be asleep. Why? Because he understands that you should have enough faith. Hallelujah. To understand that if Jesus is on the boat, ain't nobody dying today. If Jesus is on the boat, ain't nobody going to be taken out by this storm. We're, 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 we're not going to abandon ship. He uses the storms, number one, to chase away our fears of being overtaken by the forces of life. Number two, he uses storms to challenge our ability to remain calm and focused. Somebody say remain calm. I, I, I use this little thing with uh, with, with with my nephews and my sons and my nieces, uh, three little words right here. You got to stay steady, sober, and settled. Come on, I need somebody to say it. Steady, sober, and settled. Come on now. He uses storms to challenge our ability to remain calm and focused. Although this storm is different, you've been here before. Look at somebody and say, steady, sober, and settled. You've been here before. Uh, uh, might be a different storm. It might be occurring at a different moment in your life, but you've been in a storm before. All you need to do is just be challenged to remain focused and calm. Come on now, don't allow them to see you sweat. I, I remember my, my late spiritual father, Bishop Bill McKinney, said, graves never let them see you sweat. I don't care if you don't know. I don't care if you didn't mess up. Never let them see you sweat. When you're done, go back in your room and just cry. When you're done, go back in your room and just hang your head. But when you come out, stand tall. Come on now, be strong in the storm. Come on now, be enduring and faithful be calm and peaceful in the storm that God has placed you in God is on the boat with you number one 
God uses those storms, what? To chase away our fears. Number two, he uses storms to challenge us to remain calm and focused. Number three, God uses storms to, to change our mindset towards the outcome of the storm. Remember, you're not alone. Jesus is on the boat. I, I need somebody to say, Jesus is on the boat. As a matter of fact, you follow Jesus on the boat. Uh, uh, nobody told you to get on the boat. You followed Jesus on the boat. That meant that when you got on the boat, you had trust enough, you had faith enough, you had belief enough in your heart that because you were with with Jesus, nothing could go wrong. He chases away, he challenges, but then he comes to use the storm to, to change and to reset my mind towards the outcome. I don't know when this storm is going to end. I don't know when it's going to be over for me. I, 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 I don't know how long I'm going to go through it. So God needs to reset your mind to allow you to understand that you're going to be in a storm for a little while. Hallelujah. I know that you keep getting the word that this too will pass and the storm is over, but the storm ain't over yet. Hallelujah. It's over in the spiritual realm, but in my natural life, I still feel the raging winds of the storm. He chases away. He challenges and then he changes my mind to cause me to understand that while you're in the storm, be settled because I'm on the boat with you. While you're in the storm, be settled because I'm here sleeping. While you're in the storm, understand that this worship relationship is going to develop some character, some integrity, some, some, some competence. Uh, you're going to be better off after you come out of the storm. So don't rush your way out of the storm. Come on now. Tell somebody, stop trying to rush your way out of the storm. Come on now. God chases away. He challenges, and then he changes our mindset towards the outcome of the storm. I, I like number four here. God uses storms to conquer our fears of the unexpected. Come on now. I did not expect when I got on this boat that I was going to be in a storm. I expected, Gwen, I expected, Peter, I, I, I expected Alicia and Michael that when I got on this boat that we were getting ready to party, that we were getting ready to cross our legs and chill out, that we were getting ready to just look out over the bow and begin to just see some beautiful things Begin to see my future on the horizon. Watch the sunset. But I got on a boat not expecting that I would be in the middle of a storm where Jesus goes to sleep. He uses storms to do what? To chase away. He uses storms to challenge. He uses storms to, to change. But then he uses storms to conquer the fears. Come on now. That's why your worship relationship uh, depends on your conversation with God. Come on now. I know that we sing and we shout, but, but worship has everything to do with that engaged, intimate conversation between you and God. I, I believe that they were having worship conversations on this boat. Come on now. He wants you to begin to to engage in a conversation. Come on now. I'm using the storm to conquer the fears of the unexpected. Come on now. I want you to understand that even though it caught you off guard, hallelujah, even though you might not have been expecting it to happen now, I've given you strength. I've given you the ability 
to make it through. Come on now. I've given you the ability to understand that even though you weren't ready for this storm, come on now, and I know some of the deep folk out there, God never catches you off guard. The pandemic caught you off guard. Virtual church caught you off guard. The mask been catching you off guard. Stop all of the foolishness. Come on now. I, I can't go back. 30 years. I can't go back 10 years. I can't go back three years or five years and pick up a word where I remember somebody said that in 2020, the entire country, the entire country would be on the same boat in the same storm at the same time. Trying to figure it out. God used 2020 to conquer the fear of the unexpected. Come on now. Nothing will ever put us in a place like the pandemic did. Nothing will ever cause us to, 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 to live in such a natural fear where, where, we're, where, we're, where we don't now expect that any storm could happen at any moment in any day in my life. Come on now. He, he uses the storms to chase away. He uses the storms to challenge me. He uses storms to do what? To change my thinking, to change my mindset. And then he uses the storms to conquer the fears of the unexpected. Come on now. And then number five, he uses storms to confront our moments of doubt. Come on now. I, I'm doubting. I, I really don't understand what I'm going through right now. Uh, he uses the storms to confront our moments of doubt and waywardness. Come on now. I used to always hear my father say, come on now, don't be double-minded. Don't be double-tongued. One day you're praying and the next day, you, the next day you're just off course and you just don't know how to get up. You pray here and then five minutes later you're rebuking the prayer that you just prayed. You didn't forgot the prayer that you just prayed. Why? Because you're doubting in your mind. So God uses the storms to confront those places where you're not strong in your belief. My hope is drifting away from me. What am I going to do, God? It's drifting away from me. I don't know how I'm going to make it out. You said that you would be with me. What are you talking about? You said that you would be with me. I'm still with you. I got on the boat. The boat is still moving. So that means that nobody has left the boat. Come on now. He, he, he uses these moments in our life. God uses the storm. You're doubting and Jesus is right there asleep. You're, you're, you're in a moment of unbelief and Jesus is right there on the boat with you. you you're, you're, you're gone farther than what you should have in the storm. I know that the water is coming over and the water's filling up, but some type of way that water is seeping out to where you haven't sunk yet. Hallelujah. I know your feet might be wet. I know it might be uncomfortable, but God uses storms to do what? To chase away some things in our life. He challenges us in the storm. He, he, he changes our mindset. He, he, he uses a storm to conquer our fears, but then he uses the storm to confront my doubt and my wayward areas of unbelief. Come on now. And then he uses the storm. Come on now. Peace in a storm. The, the relationship, the worship relationship of peace. 
He uses the storm to connect us back to our faith in him. Faith is required when battling the storms of life. Come on, tell somebody that. My faith, come on now, my faith is required when I am battling a storm. When, when I'm in the middle of a storm, God says, where is your faith? Come on now. He wakes up when they wake him up and they say, God, what are you doing? Jesus, why are you sleeping? He turns around and he says, Where's your faith, man? I'm on the boat with you. I'm sleeping, so that means that nothing's going to happen. I've been sleeping in the middle of the storm, and you're up walking around weary. You're up walking around worrying. You're up walking around losing your mind. You're in doubt. You're in fear. You, you're, your mind is just all messed up. I'm sitting here asleep. Where is your faith? Come on now. I need somebody to ask the question. In a worship relationship of peace, God says, where is your peace? I know it's raining. I know it's storming. I know you're locked in. I know you're shut in. I know you got to wear a mask. I know you got to get the I know you got to get the vaccination. I know you got to have virtual school. I know you're tired of being at home, being online in church. Well, some of y'all are because some of y'all never came since last year. I'm going to keep on going. But I need you to understand. God God understands he sent Jesus to the boat with you in mind. Come on now. You're in the middle of a storm. In the middle of that storm, I want you to hear this again. The storm is out there, and everyone must eventually face the storm. When the storm comes, pray that it will shake you to the roots and break you wide open. Being broken open by the storms is your only hope. When you are broken open, you get to discover for the first time what's on the inside of you. Some of you, some people never get to see what's on the inside of them. What beauty, what strength, what truth and love. Why? Because you were never broken open by a storm. I want to leave you with this. Don't run from the pain of the storm. Run into the pain of a raging storm and let the life and let life storm shatter you. Come on, say, God, I surrender to the storm. I followed you on this boat. And I know that because I followed you on this boat, I realized today that you came to chase away you came to challenge. You came, Father God, to change my mindset and to, and to, and to conquer some fears and to confront some things in my life. You, you, you came, Father God, in Jesus' name so that I would be strong, so that I could be reconnected back to my faith. I should have been able to speak to the winds, but I didn't have faith enough. This is why they were amazed, because Jesus' faith allowed him to speak to a storm that you should have spoken to. In every worship relationship, Jesus is saying, I know that I can speak to the winds, but do you have faith enough today to speak to your own wind? I'm with you. I'm for you. We create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to our rightful place in God. We are the Rock Church, the place where your life matters. Jesus matters and worship matters all the time. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a great day. God bless you. Peace.
powerful moment again, man. God is really with us. He's for us. I pray that you are allowing the worship relationship, the call to worship, to draw you closer to God. Matthew 8, 27. And they were amazed and said, what kind of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? What kind of man? Why are you so amazed at things that God is doing in your life when you're walking with him and you've already seen him do it? I, I'm not saying that you should not be in a place where you adore and you're just always enamored with what God does. But in this moment, Jesus rebukes them because he says, where is your faith? Why are you afraid when I'm with you? It, it, it's different when he's not with you. It, it's different when you, don't, when you don't have a path through the storm, but they had a clear path to the other side. Wherever they were going, they followed him into the boat. Many of us are following Jesus, but we don't have the faith to trust that Jesus will allow the storms of life to create moments in our life where you and I understand that we cannot abandon ship. They, they teach us how to be strong. They create survivorship where I learn how to hold to his unchanging hand. And then it reveals to me how strong I am. You're stronger now because you're in a storm. You're stronger now because you've learned how to survive in the storm that you're still in. You're, you're, you're stronger now because you've learned that God wants you to stay on the boat, that Jesus is with you. I want you to lift your hands today and just simply say, Lord, I surrender to this worship relationship of peace, a peace that will surpass every storm, a, a peace that will teach me how to stay in place, a storm that'll teach me how to be a survivor not just a survivor, but a survivor that's holding on to the unchanging hand of a God that he loves, that he adores, that he worships. And then a storm that will reveal to me that my faith is built on nothing than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. That my faith is built on the hope, the strength, and the love of God. This is my prayer. If you prayed that prayer with me today, you have just entered that intimate conversation that engages God and yourself. It's called Worship Relations. Have a worship conversation. I love you. I appreciate you. We'll see you on tonight, 6 p.m. Virtual Communion. God bless. Peace.